All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. I have been one lustful lady lately, and I've had some very, very steamy hot wife encounters as a result of that. And we're going to be talking about that today. But first, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. As we heat up, as the summer months are right around the corner, a lot of you might be doing some summer traveling. And if you are, you should be using Cassidy to let the people in that city know that you're coming. They have a travel feature that allows you to say when you'll be in those specific cities and some of the plans that you might want to get into while you're there, making it easier than ever to connect when you're on vacation. I know a lot of our listeners like to play when they're away from home, maybe you're away from your adult responsibilities, and there's no easier way to do that while you're traveling than with Cassidy.com. It's also a great way to see the upcoming events that are happening across the United States and in other countries. And if you want to try it free for an entire month, all you have to do is go to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. Again, go to our website, frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner to get an entire free month of Cassidy access. We hope to see you at Cassidy.com. So as usual, a whirlwind week for us. In fact, you were traveling. You went to Phoenix to check up on the hotel for a hotel takeover coming up in April in Phoenix, which is super cool. And while you were gone, I got busy. I got I got a lot of action. <laughs> well, you had a lot of action with the same guy, but still a lot nonetheless. Yeah, well, it was wonderful. I fucking loved it. I mean, I talked about it at the top of the episode, and we're going to talk about it later in the episode, but I truly am like cock addicted right now. It's pretty much all I can think about is like fucking this man. Yeah, this is not necessarily the first time, though. It seems like it might be a little bit more intense than previous situations, but you've been attracted to people before at this level, I think. Yeah, but I'm lustful. That's the difference. Like right now, I think about it. When I wake up in the morning, I think about getting fucked by him. Like that's never really been the norm for me. I've definitely been super attracted to people I've been with and I've been like excited to fuck them. But this is like a whole different thing. I don't even know what it really is. Well, we tried to dissect it a little bit yesterday. We were we were recording sex on your terms and we kind of got sidetracked and really just had a conversation about this situation that we're discussing now. But I think you got to treat it like like any other situation. You, you got to be, you know, conscious of the potential pitfalls. You've got to make some adjustments. And, and like I said to you yesterday, you've never even been out on a date with this guy. This has strictly been... 100% physical up to this point. Now he, he keeps asking you to go out with him. He wants to take this further apparently or, you know, based on what he's saying, but uh, you're somewhat apprehensive because, again, of past experiences. But if that's the case, if it's that intense, I mean, I feel like you you gotta make the next move. Yeah, I know, but like you made the perfect point yesterday. What if that fucks everything up? Like what Good. if I go on a date with him and then it's like, wah, wah, and then the sex is horrible after that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's entirely plausible that that happens, but there's no way you're going to know until you do it. Or you simply have to decide that this is just going to be physical, and that's a decision that you both make. But it seems like he's definitely looking more toward a relationship situation. So you're going to have to, you guys are going to have to figure that out. 
Yeah. So anyway, more to come on that later in the episode. I also went on a little date last night with Susan. Not a date date, but you know what I mean. She and I went out together because I had tickets to a Beatles cover show that I, well, you bought me for my birthday. Yes. And you were not feeling super well. You've been dealing with an eye issue. So last minute I was like, "Eh, you should probably stay home. And thank goodness Susan was available to go with me. Otherwise, I would have been going by myself. So I would have had to I would have gone and would have been fucking brutal for me since I cannot open my eyes. Well, Uh, you're also super light sensitive right now. And there was a whole freaking light show and a big like movie screen playing scenes from, you know, all the Beatles stuff. So I I thought multiple times during the show, I'm like, Brian would be fucking miserable right now. Yeah, I don't think I could have made it. I don't think I would have been able to sit through the whole thing based on my on my current condition. So, so yeah. thank thank goodness for Susan. She literally dropped everything to come with me last night. We ended up having a blast together. I mean, it was really cool to be able to just she and I talk for so long. I got to know her so much better. And I mean, I feel like I knew her fairly well, but I, I got different glimpses of her last night. So that was very cool. And what's so funny to me is for so long, you and I were, were receiving emails from people that were like, oh, we wish we had what you guys have, as in you're in my relationship. Yeah. And now what we get is I wish we could find our Susan and Jade. I wish we had relationships with people in the lifestyle like you guys do, because I mean, I think most people, especially that play with single women, and I'm not categorizing that as the issue, but a lot of people have these like horror stories of dealing with singles. And for you to have basically two play partners that you've been playing with for a year that I absolutely fucking adore and that are so good to me, willing to drop their entire nights to come with me to a concert last minute. I mean, that's a big deal. Well, we're also dog sitting and house sitting for Jade starting today for the next couple of days. Yeah. Well, this guys in in particular will reach out to me about this also. How do I find Susan? How do I find Jade? And I said it before. I did not find them. They found me. I was very fortunate to have been contacted by both of them within about a week of each other, maybe. And it's been almost a year. May will be a year. And so it's it com- just complete luck. It's not something you can fucking plan for. But whether or not you are compatible with people, if it's a couple or a single person, whatever, that's a two-way thing. And I think we've done a really good job, and we talked about this yesterday too, about the difference between us being as social as we are with our lifestyle friends and genuinely creating friendships as opposed to the to the one-offs. You know, it's, it's just not necessarily our thing. It, I, I, I feel like I... I want a component of that on some level because I I don't know that I'm ever going to run into another situation where I've got a a Susan and a Jade. You know what I mean? (laughs) Certainly not at the same time. (laughs) It's not. It's just simply not likely. You talk to people who've been in the lifestyle for decades and it's not a thing. Right. So it's very rare. But I do think that it is a two-way street. Both parties have to be willing, prepared, capable of actually forming healthy normal relationships in general or this never works yeah for sure well but the other thing i will say is i have a pretty strong personality and i can get along with pretty much anyone short term but for me to like really develop friendships with people and really fucking like spending time with people that doesn't happen all the time and i absolutely love hanging out with both of these women yeah and we're having brunch birthday brunch uh belated birthday brunch with susan tomorrow provided of course i can fucking see yeah we might have to cancel so i hope not or maybe you and susan having brunch oh Um, so we'll see how it goes but yeah i mean there's something to be said for those relationships i know that there's divided camps on this friends or simply the you know the one time one and done kind of thing why can't it be both, though? I, I don't see why you can't have both. And I think there is a place for both. And that's what you and I talked about yesterday. I would like 
to try to get to the point where you and I don't think as much about this stuff and act as opposed to dissecting shit to death, which we do on everything. <laughs> so uh, there, there is a time for that. In fact, you know, we're going to a couple of different events this year that are not ours. and Big those, events. Big events. And those might be opportunities for us to do that. And if we don't do it under those circumstances, we're certainly not going to do it at our own events or do it any other time. I think we need to take the opportunities when they present themselves in the right arena for us to kind of almost balance our lifestyle journey. Well, you know what's interesting to me as you say that, because the two big events that you're talking about, we're going to Splash Atlanta in June, and we're going to Naughty New Orleans for the first time in July, which, by the way, both links in the show notes if you want to join us. But... I think we have always said, we've always provided the advice to people, like, don't go to those big events with any sort of expectations of what's going to happen. And I think that's good advice. But I think in the same breath, one of the things I want to do is make sure I'm in the right headspace to allow myself to enjoy the experience. Because there have been times that we have gone and it's like... I assume that nothing is going to happen, and it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, sure. We we never go to events expecting anything to happen, or a party, or a club, any any of those things. We just don't do that. And I think it's healthy not to, uh, because I like the organicness of things. I think that when things happen organically, it's just a better situation. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. Yeah. And well, as with sex specifically, it's way hotter when it's that way too. For sure. Because, Not like you're trying to force something. Well, yeah. And you, you know, you overthink, you overprepare, you, you know, you psych yourself out, you know, all that shit. So there's, there's something to be said for the spontaneity of things and the organic nature that uh, in which things happen a lot of times in this space. So again, I'm not going to to have any expectation of any kind. What I will try to tell myself is that in a particular moment, if something feels right, Stop thinking about it and simply act on it. Yeah. And on some level, I did that in Omaha, as you did. I did not have the opportunity to play with the gal that I danced with and had kind of this little hot little makeout session with. But I did say while we were dancing, if you are interested, available later and your partner's amenable, if you'd like to get together, let's do it. I never do that. Right. That was just a one-time thing for me that I just threw out there. You Um, allowed yourself to be swept up in the moment. That's what it was. I didn't overthink the moment is what I didn't do. I didn't outthink myself, right? Right. I didn't outsmart myself. But obviously you were feeling it. You weren't trying to, you know, again, you weren't trying to orchestrate it. If it happened, it happened. Great. And that's exactly what I want to do with these two big events that we have coming up. I think that will lead to really fucking hot experiences if it's in the cards. Because the other thing I'm I'm deciding about the lifestyle, maybe this is a little woo-woo of me to say, but I do believe that everything happens in the right time and the universe provides what it's supposed to at the right time. So I, I want to think about the lifestyle more in those terms this year. That's my goal. Well, it's again, it's forcing a round peg in a square hole. We don't ever try to do that, certainly. But we have absolutely been victims of our, our own history by trying to create probably a relationship or friendship where there just didn't need to be one and and honestly didn't make sense. Yeah, because we could just fucking walk away and have a great time and be like, wow, that was a great experience. Right. We we didn't have to do that. Uh, And as it turns out, in situations where we've done that, those relationships haven't really blossomed into much, right? right? There are some folks in our lives that while we are communicative with, it's not the same as our genuine friendships that we have with our, our friends. Right. So th- there are times where it's like, okay, I look at this particular situation. We didn't have to go this far. This could have just been a one-time thing. Thank you very much. It was amazing meeting you. Hope to see you again and been done. 
Right. right? We, we could have done that. But we get ahead of ourselves and we want to do the right thing, certainly. And I think because of that, we, you and I, a lot of times we come off as genuinely wanting to be friendly with people prior to anything else because we never want to hurt anybody's feelings. We don't want to be presumptuous and pushy or any of those things. And that can be misread, I think, certainly. So Yeah, but you know what? I had a realization, kind of a just – it fucking smacked me in the face this week, which is I think that sometimes, especially with single guys, I have tried to maintain some sort of a friendship with them because it somehow makes it feel less like dirty and taboo that I just hooked up with them once. Well, yeah, that's possible, but I don't care about that. Never really did in my my former life, certainly. Well, well, I would say on the surface, I don't care about that, but I think subconsciously, if I'm being honest with myself and I look back on some of those experiences, that has been an element of it. Like, oh, I'm less of a dirty slut, (laughs) which I think is a good thing, by the way, but I'm just saying for the purposes of this conversation, I feel less dirty if I somehow like maintain communication with that person. Yeah. I mean, you take what we're going to talk about here in just a bit, seeing the same guy four days in a row. I was out of town for a couple of days and you know, that kind of thing. You were intimate with a guy four days in a row, same guy, uh, still slutty. So I don't really think we need to be like splitting fucking hairs here. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. But I also know? genuinely like him. And I, I can right. honestly say that I've maintained communication with guys that I didn't genuinely like. Maybe I liked having sex with them, right. but there wasn't anything more than that. I didn't like them as a person. I didn't really enjoy their personality. Well, I've done that in the past because I don't, I genuinely don't want to offend anyone. And, and honestly, I think it's a it's not so much a knee jerk, but it is a reaction to my former life where I gave zero fucks whether I you were feelings were hurt or not. I just right. didn't give a shit. And now it's quite the opposite. Yeah, I it's never, almost like you're steering too much the other way. Sometimes. In some cases, I have done that. Yeah, and, and it's it, not that it's bitten me in the ass, but certainly it was an eye opening experience. Like, ah, uh, you didn't need to do that. That was unnecessary. But. Yeah, I, I, that part of it for me is that I I don't ever want to come off as someone who is rude, crass, opportunistic, curt, opportunistic. Yeah, I, I just don't want to be that. Where because I was so much that way in my former life. I mean, I gave zero fucks at, right. at all, zero. So it was just indiscriminate, and I don't want to do that anymore. So I definitely do tend to overcorrect. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, anyway, I also last night on top of going to the Beatles show, just to change the subject a little bit, I met a content creator, fellow content creator. Yeah, which I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting with him. He seems like a super interesting guy. He wants to meet you too. And I really liked that. He actually wanted to sit down and talk with me ahead of time before creating, which I usually require. It's It almost never happens that I just meet someone for the purposes of like making porn and we just fuck right away and I don't actually get to know them just because I want there to be chemistry. And I typically now are setting... I'm setting up those you know arrangements because of the terrible fucking experiences that you <laughs> ran into with uh, AVN. Yeah, and, you're like my naughty business manager now, and I kind of fucking love it, honestly. Well, the truth is, this is a professional, this gentleman. And the only reason I didn't meet him last night, uh, as we mentioned, is because I can't fucking see. So, but the idea that he wanted to meet you insists on meeting me, and now understanding his background and what he's all about... This makes a lot more sense. This is a professional. Yeah. These are the guys that I want to interact with, that I want to see you interact with. Not this fly-by-night bullshit, because it just fucking, it's every, it's a waste of time for all of us. Yeah, but this guy makes me fucking nervous. Because, well, because he's a professional. No, because he's fucking hot. Yeah, but he's also, he carries himself as if this is, it's important. And that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, that for sure. But he is also the type of guy that like, <laughs> this is going to sound horrible, but I'm sure everyone listening can relate to this at some point. 
especially if you've been in the lifestyle for any length of time. When a guy like that is sitting with me at, you know, this, we're inside of one of the casinos, we're having a drink at like one of these cute little bars in there. And he leans over and he's like, I am ridiculously attracted to you or whatever he said. And I was like, me? Why the fuck are you <laughs> ridiculously attracted to me? Have you seen what you look like? Well, I listen, I have the same reaction, obviously, to people. I'm always shocked when people are attracted to me for whatever fucking reason. Okay, you're but, a fucking hottie, though. No, 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 no. The, the truth is I like the fact that you think that this guy is somehow out of your grasp. He's out of my league, a thousand well, percent. Because that, really, that's, mo- it's not, I don't want to say motivation. Motivation is fleeting. Motivation is bullshit. It's drive. It's passion. It's focus. I like that because that makes me want to be better also. Oh, yeah. I know that I'm going to bring my fucking A game if and when we play and we create something together. Because I'm going to be like, listen, I don't even have any business being here with you. So I am going to give you the ride of your fucking life. Yeah, that's those are the things that make me excited about situations and and opportunities to be with people. Because it's like, well, what the fuck do you want to hang out with me for? Yeah. You know, I mean... Look it up. You're 20 plus years younger than me. Fucking, I can barely fucking see at this point. I don't know what to, I'm, Well, that's not the you norm. Know, like, I'm looking around like fucking Mr. Magoo, you know, uh, not super fucking hot right now. But, you know. I still think you're hot, even with your weepy eyes. That's crazy. So you know, there's always that opportunity for me to try to improve, right? right. I always look at th- these types of things like. You know, the fact that I've got two amazing play partners and uh, another... Who are both beautiful. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're spectacular-looking women. And then, you know, the opportunities to be with the women that I've been with and get the chance to play with. I certainly don't want to be a disappointment in any shape or form for anyone. So it's always important to me to try to put my best foot forward and look my best and be the best I can. So I think it's great when you, you feel that way. It really does kind of up your game, right? I mean, for me, it does. I mean, sort of. I also felt like I was very smooth with him last night, which is not really the norm for me, especially when I am with somebody that I feel like is out of my league. Well, yesterday was really a, an interesting situation all in totality because, again, I did not go with you. We were supposed to go to this concert together. You ended up leaving. I stayed at home with a fucking pack of ice on my face. You went out. I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. Well, you know, you, you jumped in an Uber. I didn't want you driving. Or I really don't want you to be in the parking lot of a casino in the, in the dark, you or Susan. So you Ubered, went to the casino by yourself, to the resort, basically. Met this guy first, had a drink. Then Susan met you. You guys hung out. Then you went to a concert. You didn't get home till I don't even know what time it was because I didn't look at, look at the 10 30, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So while it's not a big deal, it doesn't sound like a big deal to people. It's like it's a girl's night out or whatever, with the exception of you meeting a dude that you're likely gonna have, you know, make content with. But that's a big deal for us. We don't ever do that shit. No, I you know? know. And I was really, quite frankly, just feeling too fucking bad to be overly concerned and text you every five minutes. I also cannot see my phone. <laughs> I have the, the the brightness turned as far down as it'll go because it hurts my eyes. So I wasn't, you know, frantically texting or making sure you were okay. You know, it was kind of a big deal yesterday. Yeah, it was. I felt like it was a good step in the right direction. Because yeah. now, a lot of times I feel like I leave the house and you are just immediately in protective mode. And it's yeah. like, you do realize I survived 27 years of my life before you, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, but you survived those 27 years in the, the, the second least populated state on the fucking planet. <laughs> 
where there are more bison than people. So <laughs> That's very let's true. be fair. There were fewer people in the town you grew up in than there are currently on the road outside of our office. So <laughs> not a fair comparison. No, that's true. That's true. But I'm just saying you could, you know, you could give me a little more slack, a little more lead, if you will. Uh, I think it's all good. I think the fact that we spent a couple of days, well, a day, 36 hours-ish apart because I was out of town. You got to play with your friend. Multiple times. Multiple times. There's a, you know, that we're spending a little, there's a little more time that we're spending apart for various reasons and all that is good. And then all the little extraneous bullshit. I'm not saying I want my my eyes to fucking hurt every week, <laughs> but you're driving more now. You're driving me around. I do not ever drive with you because it's frightening. Fortunately, I can't see. So Have I don't we know gotten what's going even on. one wreck? I'm just saying. Well, let's just find some wood real quick. Um, I don't know how close we've come because I'm driving with my eyes closed. <laughs> so. I'm just going to go with that. Well, trust me when I tell you we have not almost gotten in Iraq. Okay, so. good. That's well, that's good news. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's, you know, I think a lot of this is kind of, it leads to the same thing. It's all good shit, you yeah. know? And the fact that you're spending more time with like my single gal play partners, I think that's fucking huge because they're like, I mean, they're your friends too. They're not just my friends. Yeah, I do. The only them. difference is I sleep with them and you don't. Outside <laughs> of that, it's the same situation. Right. So yeah, I think that's really healthy for you to do that. We had just talked about you and I spending more time doing things apart just recently. For sure. And the other thing I want to say as you're saying that is I don't want to see any more emails from listeners asking why we don't have threesomes with these women. Okay? That's don't fucking ask it anymore. We're so. not, It's not going to happen. It's not part of the dynamic. Yeah. Well, that's Honestly, because that's their fucking, it's everybody's fucking go-to. Yeah, I know. But it's not our go-to. Well, and, and that's also, okay. And, and everyone can stop asking how to find unicorns. <laughs> You know how many fucking times that I get that email or that direct message? I don't uh, – fucking TikTok, it's constant. TikTok how, lives all the time. How do we find time. a unicorn? Yeah. I don't fucking know. I don't unicorn hunt. Right. It's, it's gross and I have no fucking idea how to do that. You know, when I was a single guy, yeah, I chased all the pussy. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah, but you really didn't chase all the pussy. The well, pussy came to. to you. Yeah, I didn't have to. I was surrounded by it. Uh, so I let's say this. I absolutely took advantage of the plethora of fucking women around me. Yeah. I don't know how to chase down the so-called unicorn because I don't think the single female in the space is the unicorn anyway. Uh, and, I, and I wouldn't begin to know because as a couple, I find that a little bit... I don't, not a little bit. I find it predatory. Yeah. Because it's happened to us. We've seen it. And so, no, I don't know how to do that. I'm very fortunate that these two gals stumbled upon me and uh, were interested in, in having a conversation. And that's where it started. And so we're I not, don't know. we're not going to fuck them together. So stop fucking asking. We only had one single gal play partner that you and I played with, not regularly or consistently, but more than once. Yeah, together. like four or five times. But Hannah, I mean, that, that was, was a, it. That was a different situation. Very different. We, we met her literally under the pretense of the three of us playing together. Right. And she found us. Right. So, yeah. And, and, and I fought it to begin with. Yeah, you totally because did. Because much like what we talked about yesterday, you know, our first single gal experience together was a fucking train wreck and I had PTSD over it. I didn't want to do it again. <laughs> right. So I, I fought the idea that we were going to ever meet Hannah and fortunately we didn't. She turned out to be a great friend. But Susan and Jade are not in my life, in our life for the sole purpose of playing with them as a couple. That is not a thing. Exactly. At all. 
You know, so, it, anyway. it would be weird at this point. Yeah. I want to get to single guy tip of the week because I have a good one this week that okay. I think will help a lot of fucking dudes. Okay. I was just having this conversation with someone on Instagram and basically this was a good dude. He's like genuinely trying to get into the lifestyle. And he brought up the point that he feels like one of the reasons he's really struggling is because he doesn't really have a female presence in his life. He doesn't have right. friends that are ladies. He doesn't have sisters. He's not really yeah. that close with his mom. And so in his mind it's like interacting positively with women hasn't really been part of his life we've talked about this before and so i told him i was like you need to make friends that are women you need to have women in your life that are willing to call you on your bullshit and that you can bounce ideas off of I, i really truly believe that is incredibly powerful if you're not sitting down and having conversations with women about the shit that they're experiencing when they're interacting with men you may not even realize that you are the asshole well listen if i've said this how many fucking times if you're always in a room of a you know of multiple people and you can't spot the asshole you're the asshole Right. That's nine times out of ten the problem. Well, this is a very interesting conversation because you and I had this some time back. I would have to tell this guy, there is some woman in your life somewhere you're not thinking of. Your friend's wife, potentially. Right. A co-worker. Someone that you can I mean, can you want to be careful with a co-worker. Well, for but... sure. But someone that you can say, hey, look, I need you to call me on some shit. You don't have to have a conversation with a co-worker about your extra, you know, extracurricular activities. But from a completely platonic standpoint, when you look at me, what do you see kind of thing? I mean, am I a, a good person? You know, these are conversations you can have with a lot of different people. But if you've got a friend who's got a a significant other, a female significant other, uh, age appropriate, uh, hey, I I need some advice. Yeah. I want to get better at dating just in general. I want to be I want to be more attractive to, uh, you know, to people. What do I need to do? Take a look at me. Give me some fucking ideas. Is it my manner of speech? I mean, what is it? That's important. I think that's a huge, huge. uh, There's no way a, a guy right now today can simply be on social media and and guarantee success in honestly just about fucking anything because that's what people do, right? Nowadays, guys, I know for sure, get online and they look at, they listen to podcasts or they, they go to different websites or they're going to different people's like profiles and they're listening to so-called gurus or experts or whatever. And that's what <laughs> the Andrew u- Tate's of the world. Yeah. yeah. That's what they're using as a guide to be like, oh, that's the kind of guy I need to be. <laughs> fucking stop it. Well, but it's even worse than that. Assuming you're not God, please don't be listening to fucking Andrew Tate. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, but yeah. if you are if the people in your life are all men, if all of your friends are men and all you have is brothers and the only like familial relationship you have with a parent is your father I don't think you can possibly understand the plights of women because you are in a bubble. It's kind of like it, I almost relate it to how I feel being in the lifestyle as submerged as we are in it. I sometimes forget that there's like a, a big, huge world out there that isn't about non-monogamy. And I feel like if you are the type of guy that surrounds yourself with all of the same types of people, you're also creating that bubble. Well, and no that's question. really dangerous because you're not understanding the fears that women have. And, you know, he one of the things that he said in the text or the, the DM to me was that he's reaching out to women and he feels like he's being really respectful but he's getting back like oh don't be a fucking creep and it's yeah, like i'm not a huge variance by the way i don't think that he's an asshole i just 
think that there are certain things that he's probably saying that come across as creepy or predatory or otherwise inappropriate. And he doesn't even fucking get it. Did he provide you an example? No, he did not provide me an example. And honestly, it doesn't fucking matter because I know this guy. Well, I'd be just curious. I communicate with this type of guy literally a hundred times a week. The guys that reach out and think they're paying me a compliment. And maybe sometimes it starts off super sweet. I'll, I'll get a DM that's like, oh, I just saw your most recent profile picture, your most recent post, your, you know, your eyes looked beautiful. Thank you so much. That's not bad. Cool. We're, we're on a good path here. Yeah. And then the next message is, I'd love to see them staring up at me while you're sucking my cock. Always, always to that. And they right? don't understand why that's such a big deal because in their minds, it's like, well, I'm a sexual person. I have a sex podcast. I make fucking content for OnlyFans. What's wrong with speaking to me like that? And they don't understand that that immediately makes me feel like I'm in danger, like you're trying to prey on me. Well, guys don't have any me any level of measure. It's zero to 100. Right. No one ever goes from zero to 25 to 50 to 75 to 100. It's from start to finish. Well, the smart guys do, but yeah. Well, the guys we're talking about right now, the guy you're talking about. Right. He doesn't have any level of measure whatsoever. He has no restraint. And once again, that goes to me, to a guy who has very little experience in, in with relationships, Potentially could have been a guy who was coupled for many, many years and has zero game anymore. Probably No, married. this is just a single young dude. That's uh, all this is. Th and there goes to what you and I talked about yesterday, right? Because the age of men in particular who are losing their virginity, it's getting they're getting older. For me, that's a fucking problem. Because you have zero experience whatsoever dealing with anyone leading up to that yeah, point with relationships or anything. You've got to be it's it's you're you're working muscles that you have never worked before. Yeah, that's probably true. But I still stand by, even if you're not super experienced, if you had a woman in your life that you feel like you could bounce things off of For sure. and you showed her that message and said, hey, I got a really bad response here and I'm not 100% sure why, she would be able to fucking tell you why. And then you learn. That's how you learn. There's no question. If you're but... showing it to your other dude friend that's in the exact same boat as you and treats women the exact same way that you do and you go, why did I get fucking turned down? He's going to go, dude, I don't fucking know these bitches out here well but that once again goes to that the fragility of the male ego this guy can reach out to you who he does not know and ask you that question or however he posed it but rather than going to someone that he actually knows or that knows him and say hey does this how does this sound does this sound creepy and someone that genuinely knows him and can say yeah man what the fuck are you talking about that's terrible <laughs> a guy's really it's very difficult for them a guy like this to to say that even to probably a male friend maybe but to a female friend i can't there's very few guys that are going to be have the balls to do that yeah because they don't they honestly don't want to hear the, the answer well they need know? to fucking hear the answer if they want to yeah. do better well for sure but someone like needs to call else. you on your bullshit if you're an asshole who's making women feel creepy and i'm not even saying this guy's an asshole i actually thought from our conversation he was genuinely wanting to learn and do better and i applaud him for that yeah but at the same time you need someone in your life and i personally think a woman is best to call you on your shit in these situations and to alert you to this creepy behavior yeah if you're a guy who's attempting to meet a woman then you should should have some interaction with women who can help you or guide you and call you on your bullshit. And same goes for gals. 
you know, I think gals a lot of times don't understand how they're dealing with men or why men react the way they do because they don't they don't ask the same questions of men. Yeah, but, but men when, are the worst at it because we just take things for granted. Yeah, it's but it's worse than that it's because men men also don't understand how dangerous they make women. Women rarely make men feel like they are in danger. Right. Yeah, so no, it's a whole different thing. Yeah, guys rarely understand that. When you say, I've said it to guys before, a lot, I mean, in my personal life, I've said, man, did you hear what you just said? Do you know how that fucking sounded? That's crazy. You can't speak that way. Yeah. Because guys don't get it. They, a lot of times it's like you're having a conversation with the boys and you don't realize you're no longer talking to the boys. Right. Right. You're just, you're just word vomiting. Like you can't say that shit. Like you, be, be serious, man. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that, it's a real thing. Guys, if you're single. And you are not sure, or really more importantly, if what you're doing isn't working, you're getting those responses like, hey, dude, don't be fucking creepy. And you don't realize you're being creepy or you don't know how you're being creepy. You really should chat with a gal. Yep. Someone in your life that you can trust, that you can confide in, that can steer you in a better direction. So make an effort to make lady friends that you don't plan to fuck, that you can just bounce ideas off of and that you know are going to be honest with you. I really, truly believe more men need to do that. So that's my single guy tip. And uh, I really want to get to the story today because I know we literally just talked about this guy last week, but I think how things have progressed has been incredibly interesting. I think there's a lot to talk about here. And honestly, I just want to talk about the sex because it has been so fucking fiery that I want to talk about it. So that's what we're going to do. There's been so much that's happened in this short week of time with this guy. Exactly. This is unprecedented even for us. I know. So we're going to get to that very shortly. But first, we want to say a thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. This episode of Front Porch Swingers is brought to you by our friends at Permescent. You guys know that I love trying new bedroom wellness products, and I've tried all of Permescent's. One of my absolute favorites is the female arousal gel. I just put a little dab on before my play, whether it's solo or with a partner, and it just takes things up one extra notch, makes my pleasure that much better, and it's really fun to do it, especially with a partner. I tell them that I'm doing it. It's just kind of this extra excitement that it adds to the experience. I recommend it to all of my lady friends, Almost all of them have purchased it and absolutely love it as well. And if you want to try it for yourself, head on over to promescent.com slash FPS to get 10% off of that and all of their other amazing bedroom wellness products. That's promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com slash FPS for 10% off of your order on our absolute favorite bedroom wellness products. Stock up today on their condoms, lubes, massage oils, and the female arousal gel. It is hard to believe, but the Real Hot Wives of Phoenix Complete Hotel Takeover is right around the corner, and we are currently 75% sold out for that event. If you guys plan to join us, now is the time to purchase your tickets. We have rooms and weekend passes available for both couples and singles. And just to give you an idea of what this is going to look like, this is big, you guys. We're going to have big pool parties every single day. We're going to have nightly themed dance parties. We're going to have giveaways, games, and some of the most interesting interesting and unique indulgence spaces you can imagine. We are going all out for this, specifically for our hot wife couples, cuckold couples, stag and vixens, and respectful single men. So if you want to join us in Phoenix for that takeover, it's going down April 13th through the 16th. You do need to be a member of our site in order to purchase tickets. So head on over to members.frontporchswingers.com to apply for membership and get your rooms and passes while they last. We hope to see you in Phoenix for the real hot wife of Phoenix complete hotel takeover. This has been really interesting to kind of experience this with this particular gentleman because he and I have known each other for like four months. 
right? And I think most of the time when I'm like uber into someone, I'm into them right from the beginning. And I mean, this guy is very attractive. The moment I saw him, I was like, well, I'd probably fuck him. But we met probably four months ago. We didn't play until probably two months ago. And then even after that, it wasn't until basically last week that I was like, oh, fuck, I really am into this dude and his cock. Well, first of all, I think what we need to do is come up with a name for him since you've had sex with this guy like six fucking days in a row. <laughs> okay. It's only fair that you get a name. Uh, so you got to work on that. But yeah, this is unique. Well, I guess, again, t- isn't timing is everything, right? Yeah. I mean, it, that timing matters. So you've obviously met him before. And while there was an attraction, for whatever reason, it wasn't a priority. Right. right? This opportunity came up again. And now because I, th- I would... I don't know necessarily that it's all timing, but certainly timing played a factor in what just happened in this last week because you have been intimate with him almost every day. Yeah, I know. Right? Like <laughs> four, <laughs> five out of seven days. You're going to see him today. Well, I saw him six out of seven days in a row, and right. then we've had sex four days in a row. Right. You're going to see him today uh, as well. So, you know, that's a very unique situation. I have come up with a name for him, by the way. We're going to call him Max because okay. <laughs> easy. I think there's a lot of different reasons for that. But we're going to go with Max. Okay. Max it is. So, yeah, I, you're 100% right. I mean, this is kind of just, I don't know, falling in my lap. I mean, obviously, we've spent a lot more time together. But it's falling in your vagina is what it's falling into. <laughs> this is, a, I mean, it's just a, it, it's a unique experience for any number of reasons. Like I said, it's a unique situation. Timing obviously worked out really well. The connection was unique. Just a lot of... A lot of pieces to this that that have not happened before, which I celebrate because we just got done talking about, you know, changing things up and being more accepting and open to different things. But this is unprecedented even for you considering your lack of focus. Well, it's not only that, but and this is going to sound fucking horrible, but it's the truth. So I'm going to say it in literally every other dynamic I have ever been in, aside from mine with Clint. I tend to get bored very quickly to the point where like even playing with someone back to back days, usually I'm like, well, we were just together yesterday. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do that again. I would rather find someone new or I'd rather just play with you or, you know, I'm somebody that one of the reasons I thrive in the lifestyle is because I thrive off of variety. I absolutely fucking love it. And so the idea that I am lusting after the same man over and over and over again is incredibly unique for me. I don't really know what it says. I'm trying not to think too much about it. I'm trying to just like enjoy it and ride the wave, so to speak. But I mean, also in my overly analytical brain, I have myself thinking, you know, what makes this different? I honestly believe here's what I think it is. I am somebody who I get along with freaking everyone. I'm very friendly. I'm very personable. I think most people who have met me would describe me as outgoing, but I'm not quick to allow people in. And I think that that's one of the reasons I have kind of struggled with finding the same types of connections that you have, for example, with Susan and Jade. Because if I'm being completely honest, I think I've only had that with a couple of guys over time. Yeah, and it, and it was over a period of time, not right. quite this quickly. Right, right? exactly. That, that's a big deal. So I think I'm just allowing myself to open up in a way that I haven't really in the past, and it's resulting in like this incredibly cool sexual connection that we have that just makes me want him all the fucking time. Well, it's also that new relationship energy, right? I mean, oh, that for sure. For that. sure. So uh, as I mentioned to you yesterday, I think we were talking about this, 
because he he genuinely is asking you, I, I want to take you out on a date. I'd like this to go a little further, you know, those kinds of things. And of course, you're hesitant because we've been down this road before. Has it always worked out swimmingly? So you don't know exactly which direction to go in. But I said to you yesterday, gun to your head, do you want more with him than something physical or is it just physical? And you said, I want something more instantly. Yeah. Well, then there's your answer, <laughs> right? So now you have to figure out how to go forward with that in, in the most logical way. Now, again, we can say, let's dissect this thing. Let's break it down. Or you can just say, fuck it. Let's go have a drink. Yeah. And, and make it that simple. Well, right? that's what we're going to do on this episode. I'm going to say, fuck it. Let's talk about the hot shit and not focus too much on like the connection part of it. I mean, I'll sprinkle that in because I think it's an important part of this story. But the reality is he and I are having some of the hottest sex I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And I think that's part of it, too. I mean, obviously, I'm the type of person that, like, I'm not going to want to spend all this time with someone if the sex isn't fucking fire. Right. And it fucking is. (laughs) Well, and that could easily be the difference between what's happened in the past and what's currently happening now with this guy. Maybe. Right? I mean, that could easily be it. So anyway, I want to talk about the day that you were in Phoenix because he and I were together for hours, which is also something I don't usually do. I will typically sit and have a conversation. I mean, I think back to the gentleman that we talked about a few weeks ago. He came over to the house. He and I had only really ever played at the club and he finally came to play at our place, just he and I. And we probably sat and talked for 25, 30 minutes. I would say that's my average. I never sit and talk to someone for three fucking hours before clothes come off. Yeah, but also... Also, timing. I was not in town. You had all the time in the world. We talked about this. Typically, if I'm with Susan or Jade or whomever, I'm always, in the back of my mind, I got this anxiousness about, okay, I've been gone four hours. I need to get back home. You know what I mean? Like, you and I do that all the time. And we don't have to do that. Yeah, I meant more so, like, in terms of my overall impatience. Because I am such a sexual person and I'm so driven by sex, me sitting next to someone I want to have sex with and just talking for three hours doesn't usually fucking happen. Usually I'm like, okay, enough chatting. Get your fucking pants off. Yeah, but with different things in play, like the idea that you didn't have to be, you weren't on a clock. Right. You know, certainly that has to add to it. Yeah, I'm sure it did. But the other thing that it added to, I found this so interesting and it's something I really need to think about for future interactions is, you know, he comes over, I pour him a drink, I pour myself a drink, we're sitting on the couch just talking. There's definitely some touching and, you know, he would lean over every once in a while and kiss me, kind of pay me a compliment, flirt a little bit. For for the most part, it was just us having really in-depth conversations about everything, family, relationships, jobs, fucking everything. And what was so interesting to me about that is once we were actually in a sexual situation together when we did start having sexual contact I found myself wanting to perform for him because I was like I fucking like this dude he's cool as fuck I don't want him to leave here feeling as if he didn't get what he wanted or that I wasn't top-notch sexually for him because I want him to come back well yeah there's something to be said for wanting to be impressive to people that matter to you, certainly. I, I, I believe there's a, a real component there to that. And and especially when you become friends with someone, right? Yeah. Your, your regular play partners, you certainly don't ever want to be disappointing. You don't want to leave them feeling as though this was simply a mechanical gesture. Right. 
You know, that's a big deal. So we were sitting and talking for a long, long time. And finally, we started making out with each other. And it was it was so organic. A lot of times in play situations in the past, I've been like, okay, do you want to take clothes off? Or I've said, oh, I have way too many clothes on. Let's fix that or something like that. This was so different. It was just so organic. Like we were kind, like I said, we would kiss on each other. Max would lean in at one point and kind of kiss me and I'd lean in and kiss him. And then we'd go back to talking. And then there was this moment where we just locked eyes with each other and it was like okay this is fucking on it was this unspoken thing where i could feel both of us had just this like heat inside of us that needed to be taken care of that's what it felt like yeah well that's a that's a real connection so there's some i mean that's something you got to explore i would think so we lean into each other we start kissing on each other and it becomes hot and heavy but it was definitely a gradual buildup. i mean when he's kissing me at first it's very kind of sweet he's rubbing his hands on my neck he's rubbing his hands through my hair i had my hair down so he was kind of like running his hands like almost his fingernails through my scalp and down into my hair and it was giving me body chills it felt so fucking good and he's kissing me really sweetly and then he starts kind of kissing on my neck and he finds that little spot on my neck that drives me fucking crazy and I start moaning so he keeps kissing there more and he starts playing with my earlobe and I'm like oh and that's the other thing that I really really like about this guy this is not a guy who is singularly focused there are a lot of guys who it's almost like when they're making out with you they're so focused on that like the lip movement and the tongue movement and what they're doing with their mouth that everything else goes by the wayside this is a guy who can fucking multitask well it's also that zero to a hundred thing right he didn't go from zero to a hundred no he yeah. wanted that build up with yeah. me and it was wonderful so we're kissing on each other and it just keeps getting more and more and more heated to the point where i i slung one of my legs over him and i'm making out with him and i'm kind of like grinding my hips into his hips and then we are just like devouring each other and his hands are all over me he puts his hands on my ass and then I just straight up mount him on the couch so I'm now you know straddling him and making out with him and I'm touching all over his body and you know he still has his clothes on but I'm just rubbing my hands all over him and it was so interesting because (laughs) this is so fucking hot I could feel his heartbeat there was one moment where I had my hand kind of on his chest and another hand kind of wrapped around his neck not choking him but just like touching his neck and I could feel his heartbeat and it was like so fucking fast were you in, are you wearing street clothes at this point we are both completely dressed there is no nothing has come off i am not in lingerie nothing yeah that's what i meant so yeah it, it was it was very heated for having clothes on still <laughs> well again it's a you know you can't deny certain connections you just can't there are moments when things are very obviously working and they're firing on all cylinders and it's very difficult to ignore that yeah Well, that definitely was what was happening here. So anyway, I kind of get off of him and I I tell him that I want to suck his cock. And he says, okay, so we're still on the couch in the living room at this point. Also keep in mind, (laughs) while all of this is fucking happening, it was roasting hot in our place that day. I don't really know why. All I know is I had the back door open because, and there was a screen shut, but obviously, you know, people could fucking hear. And we're at this point, I'm starting to talk dirty to him. And I'm like, I want you to take your pants off i want to suck your cock and then i hear something outside like i hear somebody's voice (laughs) i'm like 
oh fuck there's no way that neighbors weren't hearing this and some of the conversation we were having even before this all started was pretty fucking raunchy so i'm just throwing that well, out there welcome. if they get if you get any dirty looks from any of our neighbors anytime soon it's because they heard me telling max to take out his fucking cock uh, they're welcome <laughs> hopefully we inspired some people remember at our old place where we used to fuck and the people next door would fuck every time we fucked <laughs> we're oh, like yeah, oh you Montana. guys are yeah. oh yeah absolutely <laughs> It was so we fun. We were inspiring. Yes, we would fuck, and literally five minutes into us fucking, we'd hear them fucking. And I'm like, oh, you are so welcome for the motivation. Well, that building was built in 1929. <laughs> Very thin walls. Uh, great fucking place. The most iconic in the city or in the town. But yeah, very... Uh, very thin walls. You could literally hear each other breathe. <laughs> or fuck. So anyway, uh, I go and shut the door. He starts taking his clothes off. And I talked about this last week, but this man is fucking beautiful. He has such a nice body. It's one of those, he's lean, but he's very muscular on top of that. I don't know. It's just a great combination. He looks fucking amazing naked. So he starts taking off clothes. I take off my pants, but I still have my top and my panties on at this point. Okay. And I get down on the knee on my knees and he's sitting at the edge of the couch and I just start sucking his cock. And it was really interesting because at first he was sitting up and he was kind of rubbing on my back a little bit and kind of running his hands through my hair again. And then there was one moment on our couch. We have all of these big pillows, right? It's very kind of cozy. So there was one moment that he finally just, I felt like he relaxed. His whole body just relaxed. And he laid back into the pillow. So he's kind of like propped up. He can still see me and see me sucking his cock. But he's allowing himself to just relax into the moment. And that was fucking hot for me. Well, that's just a level of comfort when you find that with somebody. It's not a... It's not such a tense situation or you're worried about doing the wrong thing or whatever. It's just a very, you know, like all your inhibitions are gone. Yeah. So it was sexy because I'm sucking his cock and he's closing his eyes. He's going back and forth between closing his eyes and then looking down at me and then closing his eyes and then looking down at me. And I felt like it was very connecting because I could tell he was really enjoying it. But at the same time, he wanted I, I almost felt like it was him saying with his eyes that he appreciated me sucking his cock you know i wasn't just a mouth on his cock he still wanted that connection with me despite the fact that he was allowing himself to just fucking let go and enjoy the sensation yeah that's a big fucking deal oh i loved it and he has these beautiful eyes and i felt like they were fucking piercing into my eyes while i'm sucking this fucking perfect curved cock that i love so much i'm licking on his balls i'm rubbing my hands up and down his thighs and once again i think i talked about this last week but he's not somebody who's like super raunchy right he's a lot more kind of sensual with what he says to me during sex for the most part and so there was one moment i was kind of sucking on his cock and i was like does that feel good for you and instead of being like fuck yeah go deeper on that cock or something he looks down at me and goes I've never had someone use their mouth that way. It feels absolutely delightful. And I was like, oh, it's so fucking hot. Yeah, and ordinarily you would prefer someone to tell you to, you know, choke on my cock. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like that he's a little sweeter with me. So so then I'm like, okay, I want to go into the bedroom, but I laid out a piece of lingerie ahead of time that I have never worn with anyone. You and I wore it that day that you came home, I think, right? Or was it the day before you left? But for no play session have I ever worn this because it's kind of vulnerable. There's a lot fucking exposed in this piece. pretty much. So what it is is it's a black lace piece of lingerie, but the cups are open. It has underwire and your tits are out and exposed. And because it's lace, you can kind of see everything. And it's also open in the back. It clasps in the back like a bra, but the rest of it is all completely open. So it's one of those 
those pieces that like I wouldn't wear with someone that I didn't feel 100% comfortable with because it feels very vulnerable. Well, it's super revealing. I mean, there's no secrets with that thing on. <laughs> so even while I was putting it on, I felt myself like my heart kind of quickening and I was getting kind of nervous, but I was like, fuck it. I'm going to push through. Like we've gotten to this very kind of vulnerable point with each other tonight where we've revealed a lot of things. And I just felt like that was, that would have been the icing on the cake. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's kind of a... Yeah, that's just truth serum is all that shit is. Kind of, you yeah. Know? And I, But I, I wanted to make that move and I wanted to show some level of vulnerability. So that's what I did. I changed into this piece of lingerie. I call him into the bedroom. I just had this very soft light in our room on and nothing else. So it was, you could definitely see each other, but it wasn't bright. I didn't have it all lit up or anything like that. I had some music going. I had a couple of candles. I mean, it did feel kind of romantic, which was interesting because I don't usually set up play scenes like that. <laughs> Right. Usually it's like I want the freaking I have almost like this disco ball constellation thing going and I have freaking rock music playing and it's like come in and fucking pound me. <laughs> That's not what this was at all. Yeah, no, you don't typically go to that level of trouble to do any of that shit. No. Well, I mean, I pl- I make it nice. I turn yeah. on some lights and shit. But my point is I don't purposefully try to make it feel romantic because most play sessions are not fucking romantic. Yeah, you're not lighting candles and setting moods. It's a totally different thing. Yeah. Worry. Yeah, I want to make it feel as if it's like you're at a fucking party and you're going to come in and party in my pussy. Yeah, you know? it's Studio 54, <laughs> not the candle room. Studio, do they fuck at Studio 54? A lot of fucking went on Studio 54. Oh, okay. Well, now that's exactly what I usually have it like. So <laughs> anyway, he comes in. I have the soft light going, the soft music going. I'm in my black piece of lingerie. He remarks on it, pays me a couple of compliments. And from there, we are all over each other. He gets on the bed with me. He's on his knees. I'm sucking his cock again. I'm touching all over his legs. I'm running my hands kind of up on his ass. He has a perfect fucking man ass, which I love. (laughs) That like bubble butt that guys get when you can tell they totally fucking squat turns me on like crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) You have it too. I fucking love it. I'm always touching your butt and like, oh, I love this man booty. So anyway, I'm kind of doing that to him. And then we lay down together on the bed. And this is where it gets fucking interesting because we really took our time with each other in this play session. We would go from me sucking his cock to just us laying next to each other, facing each other, making out with each other. Like I'm kind of rubbing on his cock. I got a little bit of coconut oil at one point and I was just rubbing his cock with it. And then he was just barely playing with my pussy a little bit and we're making out with each other and we're telling each other all of these things during sex like I'm telling him you know it's not just oh that feels good you know or oh I want to fuck you it's much more sensual than that he's telling me how soft my skin is how milky it feels and I'm telling him how nice his lips are and how good he smells and that's the type of conversation we're having as we're laying next to each other just making out well that's just a a taking your time concept because it matters right and also you had all the time yeah so i I really believe that's definitely a component i think it totally was yeah you're absolutely right there was never a point in my mind during this play session where i was like oh fuck we've been doing this for too long right i gotta go yeah or yeah we need to fucking hurry this along that was never part of it and that's always part of it for me whether it's at the club or at our house because i don't want to be disrespectful to you and make you stay out later than you want to or any of those types of things well it's it's also it's very telling because it's something we have not really talked about, but there may be something to the idea that we are missing out on certain things because we are always rushing. Yeah. You know, so it's something to, I guess, 
look into. I think so too. I think this was probably proof positive that that's a thing. So from there, literally everything that we could have done sexually together, we did. I mean, he went down on me for a little bit and then we were just kind of stroking on each other. There was this moment he was in between my legs and he was kind of playing with my pussy and fingering me a little bit. And I was like kind of reaching up and just like rubbing on his cock. And we're starting to talk a little bit more dirty to each other, but it's still very kind of sweet. It's things like, oh, I really missed this cock. I mean, literally, I'd had it two days prior or something yeah, like that. 24 hours. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I, I miss this cock. I think about this cock all the time. And he was like, oh, I miss this pussy too. It's so tight and beautiful. And then he puts on a condom. And the first time he fucked me was basically me laying on my side and him being in between my legs. Right. So he's basically straddling my legs. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. And he starts fucking me and he's touching on my ass and he's kind of rubbing on my tits but still very, very sensual. And so that went on for quite a while. And then I was on my back and he gets on top of me. And this is where things get really interesting because we are so connected with our sex and we had had those three hours of conversation. So there's a moment where I'm laying on my back and he enters me and he's looking directly into my eyes and he's like, tell me what you want from me. I want to make you feel good. So I'm telling him exactly how I want him to be fucking me, but I'm not like ram me. I'm like, yes, that feels so good right there. I'm like, lean down and kiss me. So I'm like asking him to make out with me more, which I never fucking do during sex. I mean, the whole thing, I, I think the point that I'm trying to get at as I'm explaining these details details is this was a very different play session that I literally ever have. Yeah, but you think about all the reasons why. And that that may very well be part of what we, you, I, what we've been missing from these experiences. Yeah. No issue on time. No. Nope. There was no concern about where you needed to be or where I needed to be or where you were or where I was, right? You've had now up until that point a number of experiences with them in a very short period of time. Yeah. So that connectivity was already there. You were still coming down off of the first experience by the time you'd gotten here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You and I had reconnected twice. Yeah. B- b- even before this ever happened because of your interactions with him. I know. It's fucking amazing. So I, I think all of those things considered, it's really kind of the, it's the perfect recipe when you think about it, considering what, it, what, how it turned out. So the other thing that he was doing while he was fucking me on top that I have now requested from him every single time we've been together because it drives me fucking crazy. I don't know what it is with my ears and like the skin around my ears. It's very sensitive. I don't have sensitive nipples. I don't really have a lot of sensitive bits of my body, but for whatever reason, my ear and the skin surrounding my ear is yeah. so fucking sensitive and there was one moment he was leaning down into my ear he was breathing into it and then I can tell that I'm getting ready to come so I tell him that I'm going to come and he starts whispering in my ear in this sexy deep fucking tone yes I want you to come for me baby and I was like oh god it just sent shivers down my body as I was having an orgasm it was one of the most intense experiences I've had during sex it's also not your thing no but i fucking loved it it's not at that is typically not at all your go-to no 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 close I loved it though. I don't even know what it was. I just fucking loved it. So, I mean, again, we, I could, this play session lasted two and a half hours. We were in every position you could possibly imagine. He had me, I was straddling him. He was straddling me. I was on my back. I rode his cock. And then he turned me over and I put a pillow under my abdomen and he got behind me and started fucking me from behind. 
and I asked him to spank me and he kind of did and it kind of felt wrong like to both of us like the moment he did it I almost wished he hadn't and I hadn't asked for it and so we both kind of giggle and it was funny because I felt like I didn't really even need to tell him that we just both felt like it wasn't right, right. and so he goes back to just the, the sensual rubbing on my ass instead and kind of running his hands through my hair again and then I could feel his legs kind of start to shake and I fucking love that feeling of when a guy is at that tipping point and I feel like there's something I can do to get him over the edge there's nothing fucking hotter to me than that yeah, and again, it's you know you've got that connectivity. You want the person in this particular moment that you are with to have the best possible experience. That because that matters to you. There's a lot of people it just doesn't matter to. So basically, what I did was I angled myself up so I could basically just like lay the weight on the pillows and on my chest. I used both of my hands and reached back and was kind of like rubbing his legs and rubbing on his ass while he was fucking me, which is not easy because I have very short no, arms. No, you got those little T Rex arms. <laughs> But I'm rubbing on him and I can tell, like I said, that he's getting close. So I'm like, I want you to come for me now. I'm like, you've given me so much pleasure. You've given me so many orgasms. I want you to come for me now. And he's like, absolutely. I want to come so bad. I'm like, good. And so then he has this amazing orgasm. And he's not typically a super animated person. He's pretty subdued. No, he's pretty buttoned up. Yeah, well, not even buttoned up. He's just chill. Like, he does not allow things yeah, to internal. animate him at all. Yeah. And so I was surprised because when he was having this orgasm, he let out these crazy noises. And that's how I knew, again, I've said this before on the podcast, I can always tell when someone has truly let themselves go, not by having an orgasm, but by how they orgasm. And he had this just carnal reaction where he's moaning and it's loud and he's kind of growling in his throat and oh my fucking god it was so hot well those are vulnerable moments so when when you're capable of doing that with someone that it's it's you know it's very telling obviously right i think a guy particularly in that situation if he wasn't as comfortable would have been far more you know it, it would have been internal because he's not an expressive guy. Yeah. So he obviously comes and then we lay down together and we're just touching on each other. He's still kind of rubbing on me and he's like, you know, are you wanting more? And I was like, well, I don't know. We just had a lot of sex. And so we kind of just kiss on each other, give each other a little bit of a breather. And then he starts playing with my pussy again. And this was fucking intense because we're looking directly into each other's eyes. We're literally staring into each other's eyes as he is fingering me. And we're, once again, kind of talking dirty to each other. Like, I'm talking about how good his cock just felt and how I think about it all the time and, and you know, how I want it again super soon. And typically, I cannot come from clitoral stimulation only after penetration. It's yeah, just one of those things for me. You're super sensitive. Yeah, I get too sensitive. I kind of don't want to be touched down there. And I guess I was just so into the whole thing and so into him and how everything felt that he was able to make me come again. But it was one of the most explosive clitoral orgasms I've ever had in my life. Well, I mean, again, my it's... body was shaking. My legs were shaking. I couldn't get them to stop shaking. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, I think it's uh, there's something to be said for... Getting to know someone that way and getting a lot more familiar, particularly in a short period of time, there's a lot to that. It, I think all the stars were aligned for these, for this situation, for what's happening with this particular guy right now. I'm not saying that it wouldn't have happened maybe had this taken a little bit longer because I think if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But given all of the circumstances that allowed this to happen, 
Right. I, I think that really does make a difference. It's something we need to look at. Yeah, I completely agree. And so while I'm talking about not dissecting things, we need to dissect it. <laughs> No joke. So yeah, I mean, that we still laid together in bed for probably another half hour, just talking and kind of petting each other. And then we get up, he gets cleaned up. I go into the kitchen and I realize it is after fucking midnight. Yeah. We have now been together for five and a half hours. I'm like, holy hell. And again, because you and I are such overthinkers, I'm usually a planner. Like, I want to be in bed by this time. You know, I take my my microdose gummies at this time. I'm asleep by this time. We have a routine. Yeah. I like being on my routine. So the fact that I just threw all of that out the fucking window to allow myself to spend five and a half hours with a guy and have him at my place past midnight, I didn't get to bed till one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I, I mean, I knew that you, were, you guys were together, obviously. I had texted you. It was close to 10 o'clock. I was just done. My fucking eyes were killing me. I I traveled all day. I was spent. And I told you, I'm, I'm going to sleep. And when you called me, uh, when I texted you that, and, and he was still, he was there, obviously. And I thought, oh, it's you know, not super late, but that's, that's interesting. He's still there. Okay, cool. They're, they're having a good time. And I hung up and that was it. I had no idea what time he left. It well, wasn't until the next day that you told me you, you didn't get to bed until almost one o'clock in the morning. When I called you was right before I started sucking his cock in the living room. At that point, when I talked to you, we had just been talking. Right. Sex hadn't even happened yet. So, I mean, that tells me everything I fucking need to know. Yeah, it was hours of time. It was just wonderful. And I got lost in it. I mean, five and a half hours. I I didn't know if it was an hour or five and a half hours. (laughs) Just, you know, it was like time was no longer a construct. It just went right out the fucking window. Yeah, well, it happens with me and Jade and it happens with me and Susan. But still, because there is that always that that idea in the back of my mind that okay got to get back home you know we, we've got stuff to do or don't want to leave you home without me too long we you know we we want to be together so I, that's something that's I always think about even if it is a three hour you know kind of time that I'm away and while I don't feel as rushed as I used to anymore you're still thinking about that but that's not something you had to concern yourself with and I do think there's something to be said for that yeah, so I don't know. It was wonderful. I uh, obviously I'm going to be talking a lot more about Max. I've now had multiple play sessions with him in one week, which again is really not my norm. No. I have definitely had multiple play sessions in one week, but it's almost always with multiple guys. Yeah. This is the first time in as long as I can remember that I have played with the same guy multiple times in one week and been excited about it. It's never happened this many times. No, I fucking love it. So, and I'm going to see him today. So, uh, you know, like I said, there'll be a lot more of max to be had i'm sure by you for sure (laughs) yeah i'm certainly hoping so god that cock is good it's so good it's a cock attached to a fucking awesome person too so that helps yeah so anyway that is my retelling i uh will probably be giving some behind the scenes on this experience and some other things on this week's bonus episode of front porch swingers which we host exclusively for our patreon community and if you would like to join us and get all sorts of bonuses like the bonus episodes like our telegram chat group and many others head on over to patreon.com slash front porch swingers today if you want to see the naughty stuff like me hopefully eventually fucking this incredibly hot content creator i met yesterday it sounds like that's going to happen in the month of march head on over to OnlyFans com slash front porch swingers or if you want to see brian in his naked glory he's at onlyfans.com slash buy hyphen zaddy make sure that you look for our upcoming events you guys if you want to join us sometime in 2023 we have opportunities literally all over the country also if you plan to join us for something like naughty new orleans or splash atlanta we're going to have
have all of those links at members.frontporchswingers.com. I'll also put them in the show notes for you so it's super easy for you guys to find. And what else do I have? Just a lot of events. We got a lot of stuff coming up. We are going to be all over. Uh, we have a little bit of a break in the month of March, although you and I have a lot of busy shit we're doing. Once April hits, man, it is fast and furious. Uh, don't forget Pod Bash. Uh, we have so much happening. Yes. And of course, more naughty shit coming up because we're sluts. And that's what we fucking do is tell you guys about our slutty lives. So stay tuned for that. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>